Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. So where are we now? A couple weeks ago, I did a podcast entitled COVID-19 versus fear. Which one will kill more people? You know, obviously, there have been plenty of people that have been affected by this. Obviously, some have lost their lives, which we feel for them and their family, and many others are still struggling with this. But, you know, the point I wanted to bring into play here after 30 years of being a physician is that I was concerned more so, not that I wasn't concerned for the COVID virus, but more so for the people who are going to be negatively affected by the emotional consequence of the fear that was promulgated by the uh, the media, of course, and by government officials from the tops in Washington all the way down to each state, their governors. Everything that was going to happen, it seems like it's been happening. So fear, I want to give you a quick recap between the fear and the COVID, right? See, the COVID gets into the body, the body responds to it, isn't always sure what it's doing with it because it's new to us, it's very contagious and we have to deal with it. And of course, in time, we'll build the immunity that we need towards it and we'll overcome it. But in the interim, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to die and negatively affected by it. So that podcast that I did last time on fear versus the virus, you know, you got to realize that the fear itself is a son of a gun, right? So I want to give you a quick recap about fear. You see, when people are afraid of something, whether that's fearing for their life because they're being chased by an animal, they're being shot at by a perpetrator, they're worried about their job and whether they can afford dinner. You know, there's so many things that we could be afraid of, but the body goes through an interesting change when we're afraid. It does some very powerful things. So when we're fearful, we need to be ready to deal with the fear, which means we need to run or we need to stand our ground and fight in order to do that. You have to get a tremendous amount of energy into the muscles by shunting the blood from places that it's not, quote unquote, needed at the time of your fear, because the fear is there to try to protect you so that you can survive and move forward. So blood from our stomach is shunted out into the muscles when we're in fear. And there are chemicals released by the brain known as adrenaline, which jack your body up big time. It gets your heart beating fast, gets you to breathe really fast, it gets you to sweat more. It's getting you ready for a brawl. So it doesn't want, your body doesn't want to do anything other than help you to survive. It doesn't care about whether you need to poop or pee. Matter of fact, people poop right out their intestines. They call that getting the shit scared out of you, right? Literally, the intestines go, listen, I don't need to work. He, she, whoever it is that's afraid right now, they don't need me to work. What they truly need me to do is to simply shut down and send all the available energy that I was using into the muscles and into the brain so that you can attempt to survive this fearful and damaging event which is facing you, right? So the secondary action of this is that not only do we release adrenaline in order to get the blood into the muscles for your energy, but you also have to make energy, and that's made by releasing cortisol, which is comes from the production of a hormone in your brain through your pituitary gland. I'm just saying this for people at home who are really science-driven people who you know, really like this kind of stuff, like me, of course. 
Anyway, so the cortisol, what it does is that it gets into the bloodstream, gets to the muscle, breaks the muscle down into its constituent elements known as amino acids, which are then moved over to the liver, and that's converted into blood sugar. Now you've got the blood out of the gut. You've got most of the energy you can possibly get out of your body into the blood, into the muscle, and you're ready for action. Now, if this were, you know, four or 500 years ago or, or longer, whatever major event that was going to happen to you, like say you were uh, a farmer and you had animals and livestock in the field and, you know, some predator came to try to take them out. Very scary event. You go out there with your rifle. Hopefully you can take the predator out and move on. The key is, is you can move on. Back in the old days, so to speak, you will find yourself in some precarious situations where you're afraid and then you go through these conformational changes in your body, your chemistry changes, the blood moves, everything's like really, really uh, um, uh, in survival mode because that's really what it is, right? So you're in the survival mode, but after it's all over and you kill the predator, you just go back to farming again, right? You go back to doing what you were without a whole lot of interference. But in today's modern world, it's totally different than that. When you wind up finding yourself getting over some stressful event of the day, there's another one right behind it and another one right behind it and another one right behind that. Why do you say that? Well, because we have social media. We have TV media. We have so much technology streaming information and data at us that our brain is on overload constantly. And the overload that I wanted to share again with you today is it's fear. We're getting hammered by so much stuff on television that scares us that our body is going through these constant fits of fight or flight mechanism. And this is bad for you. It's really bad for you. Number one, you probably know this already. It's when your neck gets tight, you get knots in the muscle tissue. When your low back is sore and you get knots there. Maybe your skin looks like garbage. You know, it's dry. You have eczema. You're developing psoriasis. You're not pooping every day. You have constipation, diarrhea. You have an AFib. You wind up with insulin sensitivity, which means you uh, desensitization to insulin. So you're getting fat. I mean, your sleep is disrupted. Hello? Haven't you experienced this, this on some level during this whole pandemic? I mean, that's really what's been going on. And you know who we have to... Thank for all of this. Number one, it's the media. They're terrible. Absolutely terrible. It's very rare that we see this media outlet, any media outlets, right, that want us to feel joy and and hopeful, uh, hopeful, yeah, uh, and hope that this thing's going to be over and that we're all going to be all right. Because every other day, the media spins something else. 2.2 you know, million people are going to die. Where the hell did you get that number? I don't know. We made it up. But then you've got, what, 80,000 people dead in America? 2.2 million were going to die? Big difference. People get freaked out over it. Don't get yourself all freaked out. And by the way, can you seriously, seriously, can you listen to what you see on TV and believe it? I mean, you look at even Fauci, the guy who's running the show for the U.S., the, uh, the head of the CDC. One minute he says it's not a communicable disease, next day it is. And one day he says you don't need to have masks on, and the next day everybody's got to wear a mask. I mean, which is it? You know, I'm not saying that they're doing anything wrong, but the question is you, home, the consumer, can you trust it? Can you truly trust what you're hearing? Is it steeped in science? Do we have enough time behind us and enough uh, inquiry and scientific inquiry to see what's really going on? Not really. We need more time. Okay, so 
try to allow yourself just a little bit of time yourself, not to be freaked and stressed out over everything that you see going on in front of you. Think about it. Um, you go all the way to the government officials now, like the governors. You got some governors are opening up, some governors aren't. Now, I don't know where you stand on this. Maybe you don't want to open up. Maybe you, you want to open up. I don't really know. But I know this. At some point, we're going to have to get back to living, right? We have to get back there. We have to live. We have to start to enjoy ourselves again. And unfortunately, man, you're seeing things like people going to jail for going to work. You know, being tased on the streets and beaten and taken down at stores because they're not wearing a mask. What on earth is going on? This is not the behavior. This is not a good behavior for us American citizens. How do we get this behavior? Well, people do crazy things, unfortunately, when they're stressed out and when they're in a tremendous amount of fear. And by the way, everything that's going on right now, it's very simple. Whatever you feel is your perception. It's your perception and nothing else. Your perception is how you want to see it. Now, the easiest way to see it like somebody else who's trying to you know, play the fear-mongering card to keep you down, to keep you controlled long after this uh, pandemic is over, so to speak, You've given up your, your rights here in America. They're going to keep stealing them from you. You better wake up and take a look at it because the littlest things, they're stealing from you. The other day I saw one of the, uh, uh, what do they call him? Uh, one of the governors, he says, I forget what state he was in, but he goes, you can go to the beach, but you cannot stand or be on the dry sand, but you can be in the wet sand. What? What the hell does that have to do with anything scientific? It doesn't. You mean to tell me that you could take one person, one elected official, and give them the power to control everyone in that state and everyone and everything they do? Yeah, that's where we're at right now. And by the way, most of what they're doing is unconstitutional anyway. They can't just simply take your freedoms away. But if they can get away with it and you let them, yeah, and so be it. And there you are. But let me tell you something really interesting. It would be so easy just for them to be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Instead of like, I know here in Massachusetts where I live, Governor Baker uh, wasn't too happy with the people in the golf courses that wanted the golf courses open. So the golf course people all around Massachusetts had to go like this. Shh, let's be nice. Let's play nice so that the governor doesn't get pissed. Because when the governor got pissed, you know what he did? He further instilled the shutdown of the golf courses. Really? What the heck are we talking about here? The stuff that they're coming up with is not steeped in science. It's steeped in or steeped in uh, partisanship. You had to know it was coming, right? I mean, I did that podcast last time because that's really what it's about. It's about partisanship. I don't care if you're uh, on the left or you're on the right. It doesn't matter. They're using this situation to scare the crap out of you so that you'll be a good little doobie and do what they say. And unfortunately, you wind up turning on people around you who just don't see it the way you see it. And now they've got us divided again, and now we're sitting at home, and we're taking it on the chin, and we're not socially in integrating with each other. Now, I understand that social distancing is probably something that's very important, of course. I guess at this stage of the game, it seems to make sense, so we could do that, but we could do it responsibly like other countries like Sweden. We could do that. We could learn to open things up and get it going again. But unfortunately, we have governors or mayors like in California and Los Angeles that says, hey, we're not opening up for three more months, so shut your mouth and stay in. What? Where's the science on that? There isn't. So just as there's a pandemic with serious consequences, there are also the stupidity of humanity. 
And that's not you, the consumer. That's the people that you elected to be in, in charge of this whole damn thing. Might want to reconsider how you cast your ballot and the next time you vote, wherever it is you vote, all right? Just wanted to get that out there. But I want to tell you this, that all of this is associated with your perception, how you want to see it. If you don't want to get sick, you don't want to feel like crap, you have to see it from a different perspective. And you can do this. I'm telling you, you can change anytime you want. You could change this fast. You feeling me? Anytime you want to make a change, you can just do it. Come on, man. Life is about what? It's about how you see things. It's your perception. And your perception will either kill you or it won't. This fear is a perception anyway. I mean, nothing's happened in my house, right? There's nothing going on around me. I'm not watching people's heads fall off in the middle of the street. It just is whatever I make of it and however I want to see it. But I got to tell you this, that over the past, I don't know, maybe a week or two, this whole process is really beating me up as well. Now, I know that this is going to end. And with a doctor's background, I've been really taking a hard look at the science and the research. I know this is going to end. It's going to take some more time. I get it. But I'm feeling a little crappy. I suspect you are too. I'm not feeling that great about everything right now. Is it about everything? Nah. See, the thing is, I know it's going to end, but I have to live through it. There's nothing I can do. I have to live through it. I am living through it just as you're living through it. But it's killing me right now because I'm not getting time to do the things that I truly love in life. Visiting friends, going out to a simple restaurant, having a cup of coffee with somebody, playing a little golf, walking on the beach, taking rides out on the, uh, the, you know, the walking trail. Hey, everything is so arrested and it's misery, right? Now, I didn't think it would be this bad, but after, I don't know, uh, what are we, almost eight weeks, nine weeks into this thing now? We're losing social interaction and connection, and that's what makes humans go constantly. We must get together and communicate. And I don't mean by Zoom, and that's one way to handle it. But how many of you are sick and tired of Zoom at the same time? Nothing against Zoom. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend the company because you're doing a good service. But come on. You know, it's just like there's no substitute for being in the presence of somebody, holding their hands, loving them, hugging them, laughing with them, having an adult beverage with, I don't know, whatever you do, we're missing that. And you say, well, doc, what's the big deal? This is the times that we have. Well, there's truth to that. But then there's also the ugly truth that it's a bipartisan or not a bipartisan, it's a partisan bunch of crap where it's a power play to force us into deeper fear, which messes with us. It's terrible. It shouldn't, doesn't have to be that way. We don't need to be scared. So if you want to change yourself and you want to improve yourself moving forward, you got to change the perception. But I will caution you to this, that whether you like it or not, you're going to experience some shift and some changes in the way you think, the way you experience the world around you just because of this event. But this is something I think you should carry with you at all times. Just know this. That if you've been on this planet long enough to flip on this thing and watch this or listen to this uh, podcast, then you understand that you've been through quite a bit in your own life and that this too shall pass, as they say. This is just another event of your life. So you can get past this and you will. But you have to remember that it's not gloom and doom. It's just that, ugh. It's a major inconvenience at the moment. But the key is that there are many people out there, unfortunately, that this is gloom and doom for them. Meaning they don't see any alternative where it gets better. Matter of fact, it was just reported that in April, 
In America, suicide rates had climbed by 1,000%. Let that soak in. That's just April. And we got a lot more months of this stuff if the government and the media continue to scare the crap out of us. People are going to get really, really sick. And unfortunately, they're not going to do too well. They're going to wind up, some of them are going to wind up taking their own lives, which is irreprehensible. That's just terrible. So this is the world that we're in at the moment. And we've got to work to overcome this. So we have to continue to sharpen our perspective and know that we can be okay through all these specific events that are going on right now. So something else I wanted to share with you, because I just thought this was just so funny. <clears throat> Not funny, just ironic, right? I went to drop off some, uh, I've been doing some remodeling in my home. So I went to drop off a whole bunch of stuff over at the transfer station to get rid of it. And uh, a friend of mine owns a big dump truck. So I gave him a call. I said, hey, what's up? No, not much. Can I borrow your truck? Yeah, come on over. You can have uh, for as long as you want. So when I drove over to his place to pick up the truck, he actually was there. And he goes, come on. I've got nothing going on right now. Let's mask up. We'll go over to uh, the transfer station and drop your stuff off. I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool. So we go about our business. We had a nice chat. We spent some time together, which was pretty cool. And then he said, you know, my, my body's been killing me. You know, I'm really stressed out over this stuff, and it's, I think it's starting to really affect me. You know, so I said, hey, why don't we stop by my office now, and I'll take a look at you, and I can treat you and help you feel better. He goes, oh, that's cool. I'd love that. Let's do that. So we go down, and we're sitting down. I did some treatment with him, and we were just talking for a bit. And he said, you know what? I, I want to ask you something. I said, yeah, what's going on? He says, I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I think I'm going into a slight depression, and I'm really angry lately. I said, really? And bing, the lights go on. I'm like, so, you're feeling stressed out over this? He goes, oh my God, it's on television. I can't get away from it. It drives me insane. So I begin to explain to him, which I want to re-explain something to you as well. When you're under stress and you're under fear, your body produces those two chemicals, cortisol and adrenaline. They jack you up and get you ready for a fight, get you ready to run. You don't want to stay in that state though. It'll begin to wreck you and beat you up. So what your body does during that time when you're secreting those chemicals, it constricts the blood vessels around your heart. Oof, not good. Not good. But if you reach out to somebody and you either explain to them how you feel or just spend time with them, which is kind of what we're missing now in social uh, distancing, your brain secretes a chemical known as oxytocin, which dilates the blood vessels around your heart, makes you feel that much better. It actually helps you to live longer. Matter of fact, think about men and women. Men tend to go to the man cave when they're stressed out. Not all men, but that's kind of a, you know, a, a genre type of thing. And our ladies tend to be a little bit more demonstrative with their feelings. So when they're feeling a little stressed out, maybe they'll go hang out with a friend and have a cup of tea or a glass of wine and just chat. Big difference between the two different scenarios. When men are stressed out, for instance, it could be a woman, but I'm just using men as an example. Let's say guys are stressed out and <clears throat> they're at home. They're in the man cave, either physically or mentally, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. While they're doing that, their heart is being, or the blood vessels around the heart, the coronary blood vessels, they're constricted, which is causing damage to their heart over time. Females will then tend to be more demonstrative and go out and spend time with people uh, to help, not to help, but to discuss their issue. Or just to go out with somebody and have a little bit of fun, just to get it off their mind. But when they do that, they secrete oxytocin that dilates the blood vessels around the heart. They feel better. By the way, 
Oxytocin is known as a cuddle hormone. So people who are a social hormone or a cuddle hormone, both. It makes you want to be social and it makes you want to cuddle with people that you really care about. <clears throat> so if you are a person who walks into a cafe to see your friend and you give them an embracing hug and you sit down and you begin to have a conversation, your both of your oxytocin levels are impeding and magnifying together. They're coming together and both of you are now dilating the blood vessels around the heart. You're repairing the heart from any oxidative damage that you've experienced because of stress in the first place. You see, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Humans need tribes like bees need hives. We need each other. And without each other, we're in big trouble. That's what this epidemic's been stripping from us. We're missing a lot of this. It's terrible, unfortunately. <clears throat> so moving forward, I want you to think of this. This is going to end. Just know that you're going to come out the other side. Okay. You're going to come out the other side. And the first time you go do something you haven't done in many, many months, you're going to have the best feeling ever. Whether it's laying on a beach without restrictions, being at a soccer event or a football event, baseball, hockey, which is my favorite of all time, whatever it is, it's coming back. And even though these are the darkest hours for some of us, don't let it beat you down recognize that it will end and will come back. If you let it beat you down, you're going to get seriously, seriously sick. Matter of fact, one thing that happens when you're under this heavy stress and fear is your immune system weakens significantly. And when it weakens, your ability to fight your own stuff that's going on in your body, even prior to the COVID stuff, is very difficult. Add COVID on top of it, even more difficult. So don't allow yourself to just sit back and digest all the garbage that's being sent to you by the fear mongers of the world, which is the media and our government officials. If you continuously take their word as gospel, you're going to be in big trouble. Take it all back for yourself. Get your perspective back and recognize that this will not last forever and that I'm hopeful that when the time comes, it'll all reset itself. And remember that this is our lives, meaning that life is seen through the prism of a human. But in reality, there is just this world of events going on around us, meaning that the earth spins a full rotation every 24 hours. That's why the sun goes up, the sun goes down. 365 days will go all the way around the sun. That's a year. And that the entire solar system is moving through the cosmos. It's all happening, whether we like it or not. We're here just as a, as a um, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we're a guest of the earth, right? But we're so pompous. We just think that we know everything and we can control it all. Even my daughter, she's 14 years old. She said to me, dad, isn't this virus just a way to trim the population? I'm like, you might be right. She goes, because Darwin says that, you know, it's the survival of the fittest. I was kind of proud because she's my daughter. And of course, we're talking about science and that's kind of the, you know, where I come from. So I said, yeah, it is. You know, so every year we see there's a lot of people that succumb to the different types of microbial worlds that we live in. Remember, there's a macroscopic world and a microscopic world. The macroscopic world is everything you can see and touch and experience. But the microscopic world is all bugs. It's bacteria, it's virus, it's parasite, but not all of them are bad. Many of them are our friends and they help us, like the digestive bacteria in our gut. They're all very important entities. Right now, what have we been doing? We've been disinfecting everything, which I guess makes sense because of the COVID. But when you think beyond this, we've knocked out a significant amount of that microscopic biome that's 
instilled to keep us happy and healthy and still functioning. So there's a lot more that's going to go into this until we reestablish that as well. So just remember, we don't have all the answers, but what we can do is rely on each other and rely on the fact that we are human and we persevere like crazy. And the reason we live on and survive and thrive is because of each other and the tribes that we build. So in these next few weeks or months that are coming up, sharpen that perspective. Get really, really sharp and know that everything you see and hear is not always real. Decide what's really important to you and then be as social as you can with responsibility because it'll bring us closer together. Make sense? Okay. I didn't want it to be a big negative, this podcast or this video. I just wanted you to know that, yes, I too am a little edgy because of this, but it's all part of the process. And I know that I'll be okay on the other side and so will you. So thank you so much for tuning in today. And I want to say thanks to everybody who's out there now who's been listening to the podcast. As far off as Papua New Guinea, uh, there's people up in Canada, they're over in France, they're a bunch here in America and Mexico, all around the world, people are watching the videos. So I appreciate you. And um, this is Dr. P and I'll see you next time on the Daily Inspirational Podcast.